0: Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 212, and today we'll be talking about Harmony, issue number 3.
1: I'm GC13. And I'm David. So Pearl's the gem with the plan this time. Pearl takes a center place, she takes a ton of agency, and it looks like she's the one who's going to be (laughs) leading the charge and somehow defeating the series of Harmony Cores in issue 4. I didn't fully understand her explanation for what was going on. Well, I mean, I understood that the harmony cores are apparently communicating through light, through radio signal, essentially, uh, which apparently gems can do, or at least apparently these shattered core gems can do. But I don't didn't really get a hint of what she actually thinks she's going to do singing inside the cores. But of course, the solution is singing. So that's nothing new for Steven Universe. I mean, we have had three issues in a row where somebody goes to work their feelings
0: out with Sadie. Well, I guess Sadie was working her feelings out the first time, but... (laughs) Yes. You know, everyone's had their magical field trip with Sadie so far.
1: Last time we talked about, uh, sort of, I was a little disappointed in issue number two with how much the structure felt repeated. However, this time, even though we had another song featured, which apparently is just going to be a thing we do in a comic series called Harmony, (laughs) uh, Pearl's song meant a lot more this time around because... Instead of it just being a jam session, that just happens for no other reason than it happened. Pearl's actually sort of desperately searching for Steven, and she's emotionally affected. She's having some of those feelings of Rose tied in there. And I like the actual sort of refrain of the song of her, you know, struggling a little bit with with Steven. It, It was kind of a weird time to bring up these feelings, but it was a spin sort of like the last comic... Uh, where Amethyst sort of has a little moment talking about her relationship with Stephen and sort of revealing a not completely new, but slightly different angle on, you know, how she pals around with him. Here we get just a slightly different view of Pearl thinking about Stephen as, uh, we haven't heard her totally put into words before, uh, how she feels about the fact that Stephen exists and she still loves him and cares about him as a new thing even though she lost the old thing. Uh, yeah. The song lyrics kind of do that.
0: I mean, Stephen's a very worthy replacement for Rose, and she just wants to make sure he loves her the way she always wanted Rose to, you know, love her back, At which some people would say she did. I am I mean, I I still don't think Rose ever felt the way for Pearl that Pearl wanted her to, even though Rose really liked Pearl.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for Stephen really giving back Pearl more than, She could have hoped for from Rose, really. Of course, not in a romantic way, but uh, Stephen really transformed that kind of love back outward. I mean, Stephen just
0: has a a much more human way of expressing love. Rose was a diamond, so I guess that's hard for her. (laughs) But... I mean, Pearl may be Steven's gem on the inside now, but I think Peridot really got some good time to shine in this
1: one. Well, first of all, she has ascended above the uh, fourth wall again. Yes. It felt like a very in-show thing to do to reference the nature of the show. Definitely reminded me of Steven sort of being self-referential in um, some of the uh, shorts that have existed for the show. But yeah...
0: (laughs) Wait until I tell them that the tie-in comics aren't canonical.
1: Yeah. I, I love using these analogues like Crying Breakfast Fence and Percy and Pierre for this, and so Paradox little reference to <laughs> calling out someone on a forum as the Percy and Pierre comments being well, non canonical. It's probably well. a probably a Twitter thing. I I like the one
0: tweet she has that I'm assuming in its entirety Reads, if a dog yells at you and you yell back, humans yell at you. Explain this. <laughs> that's that's what I think it says, but some of it's cut off. I love that tweet.
1: Yeah, I didn't go to cross-reference and see if they were actually pulled from her real Twitter or not, but she had no, so No,
0: because she has two more that are exclusive to this one, so. Yeah.
1: Because they're both her rant about rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, I definitely like this version of Peridot in this comic. I mean, it's very true to her character in the show, but there's something (laughs) maybe it's not hearing her exaggerated performance in show, but I I I like reading uh, Peridot in these comics. She's a little more, I don't know, controlled, measured, like she still has the hilarious moments of like being obsessed with her tablet, but she also is like focused. She's full meme gremlin still. Yeah, I mean she still like handles the mission with Pearl and everything. So,
0: and we've never really got to see Peridot
1: in action as part of the team. No, I mean she's straight up kind of like fighting, (laughs) which is um you know compared to her extended Roadrunner episode a lot different. Yeah, she's displaying aquatic mastery just like Pierre. (laughs) (laughs) Oh wow, the connections. Yeah, seeing the underwater temple though, I mean comics just make me wish for things that happen in show and. I just want to see the gems do an underwater episode, just like Garnet referencing being under lava would be crazy to do in animation. It'd be it'd be neat to see somehow Steven's powers revisited. I still wonder if he could breathe underwater. I know that the juice that he breathes in like uh, Joyride inside the pod, you know, is probably a special type of gem juice. But if it did turn out that he actually could breathe underwater and he's just never tried, be cool. I mean, Secret
0: Saturdays did a swimming in lava episode, although that was incredibly, incredibly liquid lava.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It'd be kind of interesting to actually see, like, someone's perspective, just, like, garnet being in lava means you can kind of just only see lava in front of you. So, (laughs) it's kind of difficult to navigate. Yeah, it doesn't transmit
0: light very well. No. I, I do wonder what Pearl's master plan is. So, obviously, they're going to change... The uh, the station, she keeps saying, but like, how does that, how does that change the, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense. I'm, well, I'm, I'm sure that her, that the choice of the line, nothing means nothing to me for what they'll be harmonizing with. I'm sure that emotional connection is going to be a big part of it. At least I'm
1: hoping. Well, and the other question is, do we actually learn more about the harmony core as like an actual gem? Does this song resonate in a way that actually reveals the gem's identity? Or when we put all these pieces together, is that going to be a gem? Also, once she put two pieces of core together, I was like, this gem's going to be huge (laughs) if all these pieces get assembled. We've never seen anything that big before. I mean... uh, Except for the cluster. Because she's likening all of the humans who are, well,
0: everyone being taken over by this harmony core to the radios that are just, you know... Pumping out the music based on the signal they're getting. So obviously she's going to give them a better signal. And uh, again, I think the emotional significance of the nothing means nothing to me. I think that's going to restore everybody.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the very least, the signal just throws off all of them being able to work together to triangulate them and attack them with drones. But I guess yeah. ultimately that is what will help them escape too. I mean I don't get how that really eh. keeps them from being held under the power. I don't really even get how the human consciousness are trapped yeah. inside Gemtech anyway, but that's a, that's a very good
0: question, but I mean it's magic. They they don't they don't got to explain it. <laughs> I guess not.
1: I mean, but it, yeah, it makes well. Hmm. I mean, the fact that we can control organic life, you know, part of that organic life control is, is in this, I guess. I mean, the fact that Steven could, you know, communicate to human dreams is part of that science that we didn't really dig into where it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense how that works. That really feels more magical than anything scientifically explainable, but. Whatever, it's sufficiently complex technology that we won't understand.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he comes right out and puppets Lars, so it's not like there's no precedent for gem control of organics.
1: Yeah, it just feels like that direction makes more sense than like all the townies having a consciousness inside, apparently, the
0: gems. Yeah. But whatever. So kind of, so kind of moving on. So we've seen issue three. This is the middle of the, the five-issue miniseries. And I am now convinced that... Since Pearl's dragged us so close to a conclusion here that we're either going to finish the storyline up entirely or it's going to be like the the middle episode of a trilogy. And we're going to have kind of a, this issue solved, but look out
1: for this issue, which would then lead us into the movie. Yeah. With two comics left, I feel like they have plenty of time to resolve this. I, after I saw the two harmony chords get smushed together, that thing didn't look more like the heart that we saw in the movie teaser so i don't know i mean they they could always
0: have one holdout core who knows
1: yeah that actually fits
0: into you know the harmony core decides to take drastic
1: action uh we definitely need between the next two comics just to understand the harmony cores more it would be really weird To resolve it and not understand. I mean, right? We don't understand the purpose of these things. Uh, Yeah, we do. to, To basically wipe blank slate on the Earth. I mean, that's just, I guess, yeah, just as a basic dumb power tool.
0: We were wondering, why would you have something that mind controls organics and the gems can't touch? Like, it makes perfect sense to deploy that to Earth, but why deploy that elsewhere? And now that we know that there are numerous Harmony Cores on Earth, we can't even be sure that they were ever deployed anywhere but Earth.
1: I guess that'd be really interesting if they somehow tied it in with the war or some decision made there. Why on Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's the perfect weapon for fighting against gem
0: rebels who are trying to protect organics. You take the organics away from them and you prevent them from doing anything about it.
1: Yeah, we've just never had a reference in show and it doesn't appear like they really needed it because it's kind of corrupt and left, but who knows? Well, I mean, I
0: I guess they like to have options. (laughs) Yeah. I think think once Pink was supposedly shattered, uh, Yellow Diamond kind of pulled the planet's card and like, (laughs) <laughs> okay, we're just gonna blow it up now, yeah, but you know before the supposed shattering, they would have had the option to engage the super weapon, which I mean it seems like let's be fair the if the home world has lots of planet destroying weapons, having
1: something of this tier seems to fit right in, yeah they really have a penchant for super weapons, don't they, between the cluster and this. between those two things seems like they still could have kept onto the earth but i guess they were pretty hurt after thinking that pink diamond was shattered
0: well again the the decision to destroy earth was an emotional one not a logical one yeah exactly so I, i mean maybe you figure they would have deployed this you know you think maybe they would have activated this sooner maybe maybe pink was keeping them from activating it and then, you know, once she's gone, uh, they no longer want to because that would involve keeping Earth. Right. I don't know. I think I think this fits in pretty well, even if the tie-in comics aren't canonical. Paradox.
1: <laughs> Peridot may be suggesting through the author that. These are non-canonical, though. I don't know. Well, again, we'll we'll see what the movie does. We'll
0: see if the movie ascends any of this.
1: Yeah, I mean, this comic series has just been so much more well-produced than some of the other ones that it just already has this, like, feeling of being more canonical and the songs being included, you know? All these yeah. Steven Universe-type elements. Now all
0: we need is, like, two pages of a Camp Pining Hearts episode and we'll be just <laughs> like the main <laughs> series. Camp Pining Hearts comic
1: series win. I think it will have surpassed the main series if we get that.
0: Yes, we will have surpassed
1: it in quality and everything.
0: <laughs> I just feel trapped.
1: <laughs> uh, that reminds me that this comic provides, I-, I thought it did pretty good representing Buck in the past two <laughs> issues and uh, Buck sort of relating to Pearl. Yeah, through. the suspended Defcord, <laughs> chord, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that just feeling of uncompletedness. Uh, I like that.
0: Uh, but yeah, this one, this 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 middle issue definitely moved us right along. Even if issue number two may have treaded a little bit of water.
1: Yeah, I I think Vidari is the writer for this. I don't remember her first two initials, but uh, she has definitely captured the voices and continues to do so really well. And I think that they that she that she moved the plot along this time. I really liked what the artist did this issue. The opening scene with Connie and that sort of textured blue haze was really cool. And then it moved into a shot that I noticed as being particularly cool. Uh, We don't really get like overheads of the living room often. And that's like on the second page. But what she laid out is really neat because if you actually look at the page a little longer than just to read the text, you'll see like Peridot off in the corner sort of listening in on the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that bit. That was great. I I like it when the comics take that time to, um, I think Rebecca Sugar once described one of the effects of comics as being able to sort of mess with your perception of time, unlike a a show where everything's timed out and the creator knows exactly how someone will see it. You get opportunities in comics to do things like that where you could just read the text or maybe you spend a lot of time on a panel or maybe you're me and you have to review a comic for a podcast and so you have (laughs) to re-review every panel and then you notice it. But it adds to the story and it adds to a feeling that more care and and love went into it. And um, besides that, there's a lot of other... I I just think that Mother Rose does a really good job of trying to think of the best angle to do things at versus just representing everything from the side on. Um, She has this really great panel with Kiki carrying Petey and just the troubled look that she has is pretty intense.
0: Yeah, I was... I was just looking at that one. That is that is a very good panel.
1: <laughs> it really is. And, um, you know, that shows you some of her skill where the other shots are showing the beach and the and the night sky. But for that one, that's where she makes the choice to do the just colored background, sort of an oval that just lets us focus on Kiki and Jenny and the detail that she has on their faces that isn't normally in the show. You know, these are a little more um, mature looking, as we've discussed before. Really brings out that sort of pain and weight of carrying someone. But of course, it's immediately broken by Onion. (laughs) Onion! (laughs) Because dang Onion was just faking being captured. You know, he he felt left out. Oh, no, absolutely. I love how he he just waited out on the beach, lying down, waiting. (laughs) (laughs) That's the long game. Onion's always ready for the long game. Because, of course, he really is still White Diamond. We've never seen them together, so... Yeah, I,
0: I've never seen Onion and White in the same place, so... I mean, mark my words. Something.
1: <laughs> yeah, we still have an episode left in the Season 5, so... I'm still waiting for that real reveal, but anyway. I mean, can you imagine Onion talking? I don't know, it might <laughs> not be true. <laughs> that might just
0: be a White Diamond robot, the real White Diamond doesn't talk. Because she's Onion.
1: I mean, I'm okay that somehow secretly... Any theory is fine with me. White Pearl could secretly also be Onion. I could see the damage translating. Pay no attention to the Pearl behind the curtain. Well, yeah, no, I mean, this goes deeper than that. Like, the damage to White Pearl's eye is the same damage that causes Onion to only be able to speak in Fisherman Speak instead Mm. of uh, English. I mean, it it goes pretty far. Taking this theory all the way to the top. (laughs) And did you have any other thoughts about Harmony number three? (laughs) Um,. You know, uh, you could always face a lull in the middle of a comic series like this, but this perfectly takes us into the next two comics. So I'm actually excited compared to where we were last comic to see where we go from here.
0: Oh yeah, definitely eagerly anticipating the final two issues. So um, I think it's saying
1: that issue number four will be out on November 7th. (laughs) Yeah, which by that point, who knows, another month uh sometimes we've gotten Steven Universe announcements in November so <laughs> maybe that won't be the only piece of Steven Universe content between now and <laughs> a month from now i but... mean i'm i'm predicting some level
0: of success for them uh because you know you have everyone on the cover not just not just Garnet who's the only one left you have Pearl, Amethyst and Peridot whose outfit has changed since the first time we saw this cover posted Ooh. Ooh, but uh, I guess we'll talk more about her outfit next month when the <laughs> issue comes out. Yeah, absolutely. So, guys, that's been us about Harmony Number no. Three. We'll all see you next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Uh, don't forget to
1: leave us a review on iTunes. Later, everybody.
0: Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan related content, please visit lunarseaspire.com. Thank you for listening.